lot of opportunities or jobs out there. If they would have came up, I would have taken, but um, this has got to be top of the list. We're behind these guys, I and mean, they've been going through training camp and stuff like that, so uh, I'm not quite there yet, but um, it, won't, it won't take long. Four months I've been in uh, a different mode, different mindset, getting ready for the Fox deal. Um, and it was really, you know, pretty good with where I was in my life. You know, I was around the kids a lot um, and, you know, felt pretty content. Welcome to the Santhier Seniors Podcast Network. This is the read option. You can always tell when the Dolphins make a move. I kid you not. You, you, it, it's This is what happens. Dolphins make a move. We have a podcast. The world stop. Everything is serious again. God damn it, you called me out on it and you're right. Like 100%, that is exactly why we did Because I thought that we would start read option like we normally do. We do it at the end of preseason because none of this preseason stuff matters. I'm Ronaldo, by the way. Horrible intro. Uh, that's Ricardo, the one raining on the entire parade of the city of Miami. I don't even know if it's a parade. But it, 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 Dolphin fans are going to treat it like a parade. I don't think we should call it a parade, but that's how you guys are going to treat it. <sighs> Nigga, I ain't celebrating. But anyway... So we're getting an early jump for us on what's going on with football season because like Ricardo mentioned, we were prompted when Jay Cutler got a one year ten million dollar deal to come out of million dollars. To come out of retirement. To sign with the Miami Dolphins. But before we even get to Jay and, and and anything about this current season. We have to acknowledge that the NFL offseason is in no way as exciting as the NBA. Oh, definitely not. It's 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 football. The most exciting thing about this offseason, I guess you could put it down to if if or not uh, Colin Kaepernick gets signed. That's the only thing we have to look forward to. And that's that's crazy to me, though, because we have not stopped talking about the NBA since... The f- after the last game of the finals, we did not take a break. Like nope. we jumped from one thing to the next. Whether it was scouting combine, it was the draft, it was free agency period. It was just a rumor mill. Like nothing stopped in the NBA. And then all the, the summer league that the Los Angeles Lakers won the title. Of. Like how could we just gloss over that? The Lakers won the title with champions. Could we have a moment for that? Are you gonna Are you gonna enjoy being a champion of summer league? Because it's the only I mean, championship was, you're gonna get for a while. It, it 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 was lit for that night. We ain't here to talk about the NBA. Okay, that's a whole it was so entirely much better different than podcast. The NFL, though. It was, and then the part about the NBA that I think people have the most fun with is the male soap opera part of it. Because like when two NBA players don't like each other, that's a huge deal. Because you social media gets involved, the, the rumor mill gets involved, paparazzi get involved. You literally scour through everyone's social media just to try and decipher some kind of shit. It's not the same in football. No, no. I think the closest thing we had to that is Tom Brady's birthday celebration earlier this well last week now. But here's the thing, though. We had that happening for with one of the NFL's top teams for a while, for the end from the end of last season. Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson do not like each other. Everybody knows that. But we don't talk about it. But we don't talk about it. Why is that? Why is it a difference in the way we look at football, and particularly the way we treat the football offseason, than we do with basketball? Uh, for most of the summer, I narrowed it down to the whole helmet thing. You know, we always build up the argument that because they wear helmets, we don't see their face, so we don't really know them. 
I have to put it down to this because for football diehards, people that know the game in and out, you know these guys, you know it's a, you know it has been an issue for quite some time, but it hasn't made the splashy headlines. It it, it hasn't made ESP and top five like it, it hasn't done any of that. So I can only narrow it down to the fact that a lot of people are they're falling uh, victim to the whole helmet syndrome. You think uh, part of it also is the fact that. Number one, the game is so aggressive. Number two, football players are kind of seen as expendable. You know what? Maybe that's number one. Hey, I think people see football players as expendable. Anything outside of a quarterback is seen like, like, oh, we can get any athlete and just plug him in there. And in some cases, even the quarterback. In many cases, yeah, in so, many cases, the quarterback. No, that 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 is absolutely number one. Now, when you present like that, it, that has to be the case. That that have to be the case. And then also number three, bearing injury. Because I think CTE is a part of the reason I that think people CTE do see them as beyond the dolphin thing and the Richard Sherman. Uh, Forget Russell the dolphin thing. The dolphin thing is not important. No, but those two things and CTE, those have been the stories of the summer. That and Colin Kaepernick. So let's let's go there with the with the CTE study because I think it ties into everything. Our approach to football, uh, a lot was made about you know the nba players getting these big contracts and although football generates more money than everyone else they don't have the level of guaranteed contracts that nba players do and in large part people thought that reason was what we discussed just now they're seen as expendable because of cte and my thing is the game is obviously more dangerous and they get they play it for such a short period of time compared to basketball players. Shouldn't they be getting paid more? Shouldn't they be getting they sh- guaranteed contract? Is their union just that bad? It's not. It's not even a discussion from my standpoint. They play a more physical game. There's no sport in the world, next to, in my opinion, rugby, that is as aggressive or as physical as uh, football. Have you ever played shuffleboard with old people? No, I don't. Do think. that first, and then let me know. Okay. It, is it really wild? I played it on a cruise. It's intense. Oh. <laughs> but that, I don't think any sport is more physical than football. So I don't I don't even understand the discussion here. Uh, these guys go out on the field every Sunday. They put literally blood, sweat, and tears, broken bones. They, they do it all. And I, I feel like it's at a point now where they should be getting paid the most money. So a study, a story that went viral came out in late July. I think it was... Um, uh, there was a study that they dissected the brains of 111 deceased NFL players and it, all of them uh, no I'm sorry 110 of them mm-hmm. showed signs of CTE so basically it's pretty much now a far foregone conclusion that whether your symptoms are worse than someone else's whether they show up earlier whether they show up later in life you play football for, for an extended period of time, you are going to get CTE. It is what it is. And, and I, you got to be careful with even saying that, not even for an extended period of time. Some of these guys are three, four, five-year veterans, and auto, like just the impact on their brains playing this sport from the high school level straight to college, straight up into the pros, like that small period of time, like it exposed them to extended levels of CTE. And right after the study came out, the Ravens had an offensive lineman, really, really smart dude, um, going to NIT. He's like a math whiz, John Urschel. And he retired like right after he heard the study yeah. because his brain was more important to him than playing football. And I imagine that's a tough decision for him. And it's a tough decision for anybody knowing that this is what awaits you when you play this game. So 
I think all of this in people's mindset plays into why the offseason isn't as much of a big deal. Is the I mean because more people are going to read these studies. Parents are going to read these studies, and you've heard wives are going to read these studies, and you, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I, listen, dads too. I, my son is not going to play football. He's not going to get black brained. You see what black brain did to Ray Lewis and Cardell Stewart. Yeah. We're going to talk about later. But it, it it has an effect on the way people view the game. I think, and I think that's why the off season is kind of let's just hurry up and get this over with to get to the actual hitting. Yeah, we're not intrigued by the storylines as much. And it, it it it's a barbaric sport, and it, it, it as a fan, like I want football to of course return as quickly as possible. But at the same time, as a Patriot fan, we just had Rob Ninkovich retire. This is the, uh, what, third linebacker we had retire in circumstances like this. We had Gerard Mayo a couple of seasons ago. And when you see these guys at such a young age, call it quits and say, you know what, I'm, I'm looking forward to my long-term health more so than football checks and Super Bowls and all the glory and all that. You have to say to yourself, well, I'm upset you're not playing. But at the same time, you have to understand. It, it, it's just scary when you think about how close the... Well, not how close, but how these guys put their lives on the line week in and week out. And particularly the Patriots organization because of everything that happened with Junior Seau. Seau, And then people were saying, hey, we saw the signs of this there. And he went on and played post-Patriots. So, and all of this has caused me, I have loved football my entire life. I played it. But all of this has caused me to look at the game differently. And I find myself not being the same kind of fan I was before knowing this. Because now, I'm at the point now where... I, I used to watch the game for the big hits, and I, I would like that. No, no I, felt more, like, bro. I felt like one of those people in the crowd uh, at an old movie about the Roman Empire, and you want to see the gladiators do something. No. You want to see a gladiator like cut someone's head nah, off. Bro. I'm at the point that. now where... I hate that in football now. That's what I'm saying. I'm at a point now where I feel some sort of way for the opposing player now. Like, back in the day, you see a Dolphin come across him, and he get clapped by two linebackers. You cheer, and now I'm saying, no, 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 you gotta pull up you gotta do something else because you see the videos you see the clips you you have the stories of these guys just basically losing their minds and it's something that you don't want to see something that you want to hear about so it's kind of like in game of thrones this is literally like looking north of the wall because you can't focus so much on getting first downs and, Mm -hmm. and, and scoring touchdowns because you're There's at the point. Issue. Where, you're at the point where you're thinking of the bigger issue. Is this person? Am I gonna wait to hear a story ten years from now where this dude just and ran more, into oncoming traffic? And the more studies you read, is not even if I'm going to wait. It's almost it's when. like when it, exactly. And you say to yourself, like, damn, eventually this it, my favorite player is gonna lose his mind some which way. I worry about Dan Marino every day. Mm. And the the thing about it is. <laughs> It, it is kind of like a ticking time bomb, and like you said, it's a matter of when, and also how bad is it going mm. to be? Because you think of, well, is this person going to have like one of these quiet CTE episodes where their family will just know that they don't remember things, or is it going to be something public where, God forbid, they hurt themselves or hurt someone else? Like, Trey Mason was wilding for a very long time. A very long time, and Trey Mason's a young dude. It's been, yep. what, two years in the NFL? Two. But all and, of this starts to compile from their taking hits and, in and, high school. And, and this is what what is so messed up about the situation when you look at it like that. He had some time where he was literally crying out for help. Got help, and now he's feeling like he's back. And now, all of a sudden, he's trying to tread his way back to the NFL because that's all he knows. 
And now you say to yourself, what could another hit do? Bringing it back, and I, I hate to be a homer, but bringing it back to the Patriots. We had Wes Welker for a number of, se- for a number of seasons. Two concussions with the Patriots, but two uh, out there concussions. Concussions that we knew about that affected you know him missing a couple of games here and there. But then you see him and he move on to the Broncos, got a couple more. And then you see him just on a day-to-day basis, just like weird stuff that happens. And you say to yourself... And you learn that he was at the Kentucky Derby popping hella molly. Yeah, and you say to yourself, like, goddamn... Could somebody please pull West aside and try it? But but it's, it's nothing you could do in a situation because this is what football renders renders these guys is a shell of themselves. Look, I try to tell people all the time. I know for a fact that I've had at least one concussion. So any of my bad decisions, I always say, hey, we don't know how black my brain is. My brain could be super black right now. So mm-hmm. don't, you know, you can't fault me for any of the and horrible decisions I make. I'm glad you put it out like that because a lot of people, you know, the, the way they view concussions is like a jarring hit that you see somebody pass out from. Shake it off. Now, yeah, that's what people view concussions as, but a lot of people don't understand any trauma to the head. Slight hit, heavy hit, small hit, big hit. It doesn't matter. Once that brain has that movement, that's a concussion. Now, think about how many times during a game that happens. During yeah. one game. Just think about it like this. We look at the quarterbacks and be like, they're so protected. Allow a quarterback to get pulled down to the ground in an aggressive manner. He could sustain one or two concussions in the span of three hours. I hated that more than more than anything else. It was in. You'll think it's the the big pop with someone hitting you head on. No, because they're hitting the pads. Yeah. But it's when you get swung around and you hit you hit the ground. That impact is because you can't control your head. You can't else. control your neck and. That's 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 what the situation is, and a lot of people don't look at it like that. And then you have these guys; these are the same guys that are begging for better uh, uh, post-career health care. These are the same guys that are begging for higher wages during the game. is 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 ridiculous when you think about the billions of dollars the NFL makes season on season. And just look at the, the state of these guys' lives. You think most football fans like we are because we sound very conflicted and i i can admit i'm very conflicted on how i because i still love watching the game of football i still enjoy it but it feels weird because i know everything that's going into it you do you think that's why people are kind of standoffish during the offseason i guess because they're conflicted on what to do about it or how to feel about it i i i think it's starting to become that way but at the same time you you see situations and i i don't want to rush into it but the Colin Kaepernick situation, you see fans take the standoff approach. Oh, my God, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to get into it on situations like CTE and mental health of players following the game. But then you see them want to be all hands on. But I can't support my team if we have a guy like Colin Kaepernick in our uniform. So you say to yourself, which is more important? Look north of the wall. Like, I, I just don't get it. So I say to myself every time, it's like NFL fans know how to pick their battles. They picked the battle that is more comfortable yeah. that season. The one is, is, is where the one that the one that's mundane, the one that's pretty benign, the one that's not serious. And I get that people come to sports for an escape. Shoots is why I chose to be a sports writer than rather than write anything else. So I understand it from that perspective. But at the same time, you don't always have to be in safe mode. You don't always have to just revert to whatever's comfortable for you because there's a lot of uncomfortable shit that goes on around this game. Yeah. This is a huge this is a huge issue and it's changing the way people approach the game. It's changing the way people watch the game and eventually it's going to change the recruiting of the game. I mean, if you look at the big stories that's been circulating uh circul uh going on around the game for the last couple of years, 
uh, a se- two seasons ago, Deflategate. Last season, the blow-off from Deflategate. This season, one of the biggest, uh, this offseason, one of the biggest stories was Eli Manning in a scandal for signing autographs. Yeah, that, I mean, the NBA just knows how to do this better. Like, I'm um, like, really, the, these are the things that we're focusing on? All of the other important things that is going not, on. Not black brain. Or players that beat their wives to a complete pulp. Oh, not that, of course. Like, not. But no, we're going to really focus on Eli Manning. He signed a lot of helmets and he he did not use his like ridiculous stuff. You know who I was disappointed in? Your boy. Who? Thomas. Oh, God. Because Giselle voiced that, you know... She knows for a fact that Tom has had two concussions. I think it was the past two seasons. I left family business in the street like that, though. <laughs> Nobody wins when the family mm-hmm. feuds. Mm-hmm. But they weren't feuding, though. She is looking out for his safety. Yeah, he is Bill 40, like, he's 40 years old. He's playing a young man's game. Mm-hmm. He's had two concussions the last two seasons, according to her. We, won't, we don't ever know what happens in Patriot injury reports, by the way. No, Because, so, I mean, this, they guard secrets tighter than the White House. I have no idea how they do it. Nobody has a source in that organization. But Tom came out during the first few days of training camp, and I was completely underwhelmed by how he how he addressed that when they asked about it. I mean, what do you do in, in a situation like that? Of course, it's going to sound hypocritical because just a moment ago, I was reeling on CT and everything that could happen to players following the game. But this is my quarterback. You are a goddamn fan. Like, and this, I, you know what? I set you up perfectly for this. We just talked about how all of this stuff is more important than the actual game. But what do you mean this is your quarterback? It's we, also his brain. Right. And we just got off a of Super Bowl. He's assured us oh my that God. he is okay. No, you know what? He's we were wrong. okay. We were wrong. We talked about that for 15 minutes for nothing. Because all of this means nothing He's when people okay. are just ridiculous super fans. And they want them to go out there. And the gladiator analogy was perfect. Because you want them to die. What you want them to do is die for your Super Bowl. Well, not necessarily. No, I don't want to. They're slowly dying on the on the field. But that's the reality. In all seriousness, that's the reality that every fan has to live with. But look what you just said. No, hey, he's my quarterback. He is. And at the same time, every time you see him take a hit, whether it's on third down and two, and you just need four yards, like, like it, it, to get into the end zone, is all those little things are up when you were super involved with a team. Like it, it like when she. Broke the news and she's like, yeah, he said he had two concussions. To people outside the Patriots organization, it was, oh my God, the Patriots are doing that thing again where they, you know, keep everything secret. They're not being upfront with things that are going on. But to Patriot fans, it was like, that was two concussions we got over. Let's pray and hope that he doesn't get any more. Let's pray and hope that the effects of those two don't affect him long term. Like, it's that kind of separation. And you as a Dolphin fan, this week when... uh J.H.I.? Oh God! I, I, I meant the quarterback. I can't remember his name. Oh, Tannehill. People is calling Tannehill. It's just weird. They behemoths. But yeah, like when something happens to him, or like in this case, his injury, I'm pretty sure it affected you differently than it affected me. Because I was like, oh like, no, oh. it's because I don't care about my team. Don Marino. I'm pretty sure you're worried about him. I worry about him right now. That's what I'm saying. So when well, he, was he has black s- brain, that's for a different reason. You sure he has black brain? Uh, right? uh, yes, he has black brain. Oh, God. He was one of the ones named in the class action lawsuit. Uh, and Deion Sanders. When yeah. you talk about him and his son, that's completely weird. They, they, they all have it, man. But you com- I thank you for this because you completely voice the contradiction that has become the NFL fan. I think on one side, you have people, people like me that... I guess you kind of become less of the stereotypical fan because you're thinking of it in the bigger picture. And people like you that still say you rub some dirt on that and 
No, I'm going to win my Super Bowl. Definitely not. You gonna are tell, conflicted. Never going to tell Tom listen, Brady rubs his listen, dirt on it. Right until we started talking about Brady, you were saying all the good things about CT and the dangers of the game and blah, blah, blah. And but I was you, changing. You, you could eat Tom Brady to come back from 28 Trito. Like Jimmy Garoppolo ain't going to do that. Jacoby Brissett ain't gonna do that. You can need Tom Brady. You can need twelve on your back to make that happen. I just saying. This is the problem. You I you guess. you are the problem. I anyway, just, I'm just saying. Anyway, so other than CTE, the number one storyline in the offseason, and this is where they kind of dipped into the NBA market a bit. I feel is something that bled over from last year's regular season. We all other than the Patriots coming back from 28-3 in the Super Bowl, the story of the NFL season was Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, anthem, sorry, to to protest police brutality against African Americans. Um a lot of people thought, you know what? Stop protesting police brutality against African Americans. Probably let them get shot. If Colin Kaepernick came out and said, "You know what? I am for police brutality and I feel like they should shoot these niggas." It would you, be it would be less of a shock. Do you think he would have a job? Because yes. I think he would. Everybody would be like, "Oh, finally he got over that." That yes. ooh, that took some time. No, what if his actual uh what if his actual protest never happened? What if at the very beginning Colin Kaepernick said, "You know what? I am for police brutality. I feel like they should shoot more people. Do you think he would have a job? People would probably take back like a week. Like black people would be shocked. But then white America would come what, in with like a sweep and be like, no, that's fine. What black people think does not matter no, that's whether what I'm Colin saying. Kaepernick like, has a job like, or not. What what is wrong with Colin? But then, you know, white America, uh the NFL, corporate America like all of them would just be like, Yeah, he good. That's fine. We good. We straight. Are we at the point right now where people are still propping up this ridiculously stupid notion that he's just not good enough of a player to have a job. Oh, we've we've been past that. We've been past that from the end of last season when he started to actually have bad games. When the camera was focused on every move he made on the field. Like a lot of people wanted to push the idea that maybe he's just not a good player. This is the reason like his whole off the field antics is going to affect it. We we put that we shut that down immediately because you saw Colin Kaepernick as if not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, at least one of the 32 best. He's good enough to be a starter. At the very Definitely. worst, he's good enough to be someone's backup. So you're never going to convince me that Colin Kaepernick isn't one of the top 60 quarterbacks in the world. Mm. He better than anybody on the Jets roster right now. And it's not even just the Jets. I feel like we could say that about several teams. I mean, my God, Austin Davis got signed by the Seahawks who said, you know, Ka- Kaepernick was too good. And we feel like it... <laughs> The excuses people make to be cowards to stay away from signing him has been laughable. So the Seahawks said, you know what? He's too good. Mm-hmm. We can't sign him. And so they go with who? Austin Davis, I think it was, or something like that. The Ravens said, despite the fact that GM Ozzie Newsom and the Har- the other Harbaugh brother were for signing Colin Kaepernick, their owner, Steve, last name sounds like the biscuit that they give you on the plane. It's, it's Bruschotti. Steve Biscotti, the... <laughs> Biscuit that they give you on the plane, like I said. <laughs> so Biscotti, what did they do? They had like a fan form or something. Yeah, what was like so that? stupid about it? He he's standing there and he's like, "Well, I mean, something might be wrong with Joe Flacco, but if there if there is a need for another quarterback, we got some options out there. We have Colin Kaepernick." And then he waited to see the reaction in the room, and then when he saw the reaction, he's like, "Oh, there's also this other guy, RG RG three, again waited to see reaction." And then after he saw both reactions, he's like, yeah, 
if we really need somebody, y'all better go with RG3 because these people ain't going to respond. And RZ Newsom was like, what? They didn't even respond negatively to call it. Here's my thing. Do you make all of your personnel decisions based on the crowd response? Because that's how wrestlers gauge what they should say next, but not what NFL What was so owners. hypocritical about the situation, if he, ju- if he judged all of his reactions off of crowd responses, Ray Rice would have still been the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. At this very moment. Well, maybe not now, but... But, I no, if you recall in that situation, he didn't release Ray Rice. I know. He, like, because of fans, uh, fan backlash. He brought... He, he made the decision completely, you know, unto himself, saying, well, I don't think the the team needs to go in this kind it of direction. It wasn't until the video came out. Like, exactly. everybody knew... He was still behind him. This, like, everyone everybody knew what was, was behind up. him. Yeah. So, it's just, it's just hypocritical. But, again... We find excuses, like you said, the weakest. They, they find ways to weasel away at all, making the tough decisions. And then the latest. Let's just segue into it right now. So, as you mentioned, Ryan Tannehill went down very early into Dolphins training camp. And immediately, if your starting quarterback is hurt, people will look to the free agency pool to see what is left there. Colin Kaepernick is clearly the best free agent quarterback left in the free agency pool. But... What happens? We have another excuse for somebody to deny him getting a job. What I hate about this is this one is probably the most plausible reason. So the Dolphins looking for a stopgap solution. I guess they're going to go with Matt Moore. Well, maybe not based on what they paid Jay Cutler, but Cutler comes out of the Fox booth and gets a one-year $10 million deal. Is that finalized? Like, is this this a thing? Like, it's real now. Yes, they paid Jay Cutler $10 million. So didn't he already sign a contract with Fox? Like, is that void or does he... No, I think think when they uh, come out of the league this quickly, what these broadcast companies do is they give them that out. Well, if you sign... Tony Romaha probably has the same clause in his contract. If you find a football deal, then you could go ahead and go back to the league. But you can't go to another company. So this is really happening now. So $10 million. And so the reasoning behind this is, well, Adam Gase had that year in Chicago when he worked with Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's familiar with his offense. It'll be a quick turnaround for him to, to, I guess, kind of get himself ingratiated with the Dolphins system. And it would be, it would be much longer for anyone else. But you remember the playoff game when Jay Cutler broke his uh, thumb? Yes. I don't think he really broke the thumb. I think it was just a nail. But it was just too much for him. Jacob, look at diabetes. <laughs> That's not funny. But at the same time, like, what Jay Cutler is known for, I don't think that's what the Dolphins need. I mean... <laughs> I mean... He's 34. We don't even know if Jay Cutler was working out. He was... He probably wasn't. He was not. Do you see how quickly Kobe stopped working out? And Kobe wasn't even taking hits. Kobe's a basketball player. What do you think Jay Cutler was doing as soon as he learned, well, I just got to go in the booth? Because I wouldn't still be waking up early to go work out to be an NFL He probably was never waking up early to go and work out. It's Jay Cutler. There's this line in the NFL that says Jay is going to be Jay. You know, you know where that line came from? That line comes from anyone that's an asshole. Well, no, I mean... Yeah, think about it. And anytime you say this person's name being, and then you follow it by their name, that means that that person's an asshole. Manny being Manny. That too. But the Jay Cutler situation Nal is... Nal being Nal. Shit, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's what it is. But in this case, it's Jay Cutler being a dumb asshole. Because the Packers had this play just built around Jay Cutler 
throwing to the least possible place that the ball would be a completed pass. They just was like, no, we're going to load any side. It's not even a proper place that everybody drop back in coverage and let Jay Cutler throw the ball. You know what's funny to me? Um, everybody rails on how horrible Colin Kaepernick was as a quarterback. 18 touchdowns, 4 interceptions with a depleted roster, to say the least, because a lot of San Francisco players retired because of CTE. Like, the core of their team, the bottom just fell out. Yeah, dudes is like, nah, bro, we yeah. too smart in the Bay Area for this. The bottom just fell out. But when you look at the numbers that Kaepernick put up last season, and then you look at what Jay Cutler put up in this final season, uh, Jay Cutler completed 59% of it. No, sorry. He had a 59.1 passer rating. Yeah. That is goddamn atrocious. He had four touchdowns and five interceptions. This is just five games, by the way. I know. So in five games, he threw more touchdowns. I mean, sorry, more interceptions than Kaepernick threw all year. Here's the caveat. He had a better receiving core than Colin Kaepernick had. Jesus Christ. Uh. It's such a beautiful situation. There's nobody that could have made this better than the Miami Dolphins just made this. Like, I, I'm, I'm not for one to rush and do a podcast when the Dolphins make a move. But this is the perfect move. This is the reason we should be here. It's the perfect move for someone that wants to make fun of the Dolphins like you want to. I mean, I always have faith in the Dolphins. I think every season, it could be their year. You know, two years ago... I realize now that you've just been trolling me this entire time. Because two years ago, we sat during the same time period, and you was like, no, nah, y'all got in Dominican Sue. It's, uh, blah, blah, blah. Defensive front four. Blah, blah, blah. Wins you a Super Bowl. Shut up. What do you have to say this year? I don't even want to root for this team anymore. No, like, I just I feel, feel like-, like the combination of Jay Cutler and Juice Landry is a good combination. They have... Okay, well... You remember what Jay Cutler did with Eddie Royal? Yes. Is a possibility this could happen? Quick, uh, small receiver, you know, darting up and down. I think it's a special year for the Dolphins. Okay, so Jay Cutler has... <sighs> he has Parker, who's supposed to make a leap this year. You have, Kenny, you have Kenny Stills, who the Dolphins mm-hmm. re-signed. Just a little mistake. We're getting over that. And then you have Jarvis Landry. Oh, so beast. They... <laughs> You don't feel the excitement? They have what is supposed to be a dynamic core of receivers that is supposed to rival any trio in the NFL. And then you're also missing what they did on the other side of the ball. They have a strong linebacker core. They paired that with a, you know. They have a new linebacker core. We don't know how strong it is. It's very strong. According to Coach Gase, it's a very strong linebacker core. They paired that. What is Coach Gase going to say? These dudes suck? Well, I mean, he could. He could. And then you have Cameron Wake. I'm still there. Cameron Wake is 194 years old. I mean, hey, hey, he been good since he come from Canada. I just say it's been 14 years or something crazy like that. It's been a long time since he came from Canada. He been good though. It's the second best Canadian import to America, even though he's American. It's been good though. Drake is first. It's been good. So I'm just saying, there's hope in Miami. I don't, I don't have no hope, dog. And I was ready to be proud of this organization and be proud of Steven Ross for standing up and signing Colin Kaepernick because I feel like he has greater upside than 34-year-old Jay Cutler who is a turnover-prone machine. But you really... And, you, and, and the thing about it is Adam Gase had an offense that favors a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill had more running plays last year than Russell Wilson. You know what I find funny but this whole situation? Design runs, I should say. Adam Gase, before he got the Dolphins job last year, he was the front runner to be the 49ers coach. He passed on Kaepernick then? He didn't pass on Kaepernick then. He already desi- redesigned his playbook for Kaepernick. He was super excited to go ahead and coach the 49ers because of Kaepernick. So everybody was like, okay, 
this is gonna be the moment, and it wasn't. You see why I can't care about this shit too much? Hey, y'all, hey, the Dolphins got a good season though. Everybody out there getting black brained. No, y'all got and like they don't, eight and eight and they don't season. Win. So you refuse to stand up for black brain and also for the person standing up for black people. Yeah. What else happened in this godforsaken off season that we should pay attention to? Adrian Peterson is in the Orleans. That's kind of a big deal. He's not even a starter. No, but you put him in the same backfield as... What's, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Mark Ingram? There we go. There we go. I think they're going to be a good duo. Uh, no? Will it matter at all? Not really. Not really. Will it I matter I mean, we there's only three teams that are really playing for a Super Bowl right now. Look, the only off-season signing that probably mattered was Brandon Cooks going to the Patriots. That wasn't a signing. We traded for Sorry. Him. The only off-season transaction that mattered. There we go. Just think about it Brandon this way. Cooks. We were very close for tra- to, uh, to trading for Richard Sherman. True story. So, it came across my timeline that um, there was a video going around of all of Drew Brees' 80-yard touchdown passes, right? So, it started... Very early in his career when he was at San Diego and they showed a few there and it eventually moved on to the early days in New Orleans and then it got to the last two seasons and I think the last four of them were to Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah. And all I could say was, oh my God, this is what's in New England right now. And then I went straight to watching Brandon Cooks highlights and I get why people think the Pats are going to go 16-0. I get it. You know, there's going to be a moment this season where we trot out. Five office, five offensive linemen and five receivers. And then there's going to be a play with Tom Brady. Gets the ball in shotgun. He calls hot. You're going to have Edelman run to one sideline. Amendola run to the next. Brandon Cooks run underneath route. And that same underneath route, he's going to have Gronk run a post route on that same side. Yes. You know what's going to happen then, right? Everything on that play is going to work. I, I listened to it and I was I was visualizing it as you said it. Everything on that play works. It's gonna be such a good Everyone's season. open. Like nine people are gonna be open for the linemen. I don't even think is a defense built to stop that. I'm just saying he made James White really and truly the Super Bowl MVP last season. James White, my god, they do this with anybody. And this is why none of this stuff matters because they do this crap with anybody. What else happened in this off-season that we should be caring about. Hmm. There was no major movements beyond Cooks to the Patriots. No, nothing that's going to shift the needle. The Falcons are running the same team back, right? Yep. Are they going to suffer that... Do you think they suffer that uh, Super Bowl loss hangover that a lot of... uh, That happens to a lot of teams? It seems to happen to a lot of NFC teams. Teams, It happened last year to the Panthers. But what is so weird about this Falcons team is... They technically won the Super Bowl, so it's hard yeah. pressed for you to say like, "Do it now." Nah, you got to fix it. They won the Super Bowl. They really did enough to win. That's that what game. I'm. It's it. They they led the entire Super Bowl until like they lost. They really kind of were the best team in there. That's what I'm like, saying. Really so, <sighs> but football is a game where it's so difficult for you to get back to that point, though, because you and I feel like they just, put so much in to get there. It's not just being great; you have to be lucky because one injury derails the whole thing, and the next thing you know, you're signing goddamn Jay Cutler. Nah, but I think the Falcons could find a way to get back to the playoffs. Now, nah, return to the Super Bowl is kind of shaky because you have that hungry young cowboy team. I can't talk with these other teams. Why the hell they sign Jay Cutler? I, Man. 59 was his rating. That's if you said 59 was his completion percentage, I would say eh, okay. That's his rating. 
How you know what a good quarterback rating is in excess of 110? How long you think it's going to take before you say, I ain't really feeling this no more, though. But this is the problem. This is, oh, my God. I hate that they make me care <laughs> like this. If you give him $10 million for one season, what you say with that is that you are the starter and not Matt Moore. Because that's what that says to me. No, that's exactly what they were that's saying. That's a huge investment. That's exactly what they were saying. This is your TMJ. Take us to the, to, to the playoffs. Oh, my God. I got to get out of this relationship. It's been too... Listen, I didn't try too long with these people. I have shed too many tears. They have not treated me right. I need out of this relationship. I need an intervention. I don't know what has to happen, but I want to be done with the Miami Dolphins. I am officially declaring it right now. I need out. I need counseling. I don't know who I have to go to and speak to, but I want to be done with all of this Dolphin crap. And then at the end of week three, the Dolphins are going to be some ridiculous two and one. You're going to be like, hey, it's a possibility. And at the week, end of week nine, they're going to be some ridiculous, like, I don't know, like five and three. And you'll be like, hey, still a possibility. And then you're going to be like seven and four. And then the breaks are going to follow and you guys are going to fall apart coming down the stretch. That's what they keep doing to me. Yeah, dog. I need you to understand that Dolphin tickets in December going to be about five, six hundred dollars. Should we be going to a game this year? <laughs> Dolphins and Patriots been matching up the last week of the season for the last couple of years. I think I'm going to try to go to their Raiders game November 5th. Oh, no, that's going to be... No. I mean, it's going to be lit for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for yours. No, it's going to be great for the Raiders. Oh, boy. But I'm thinking of going to that before we go to You Arizona. know they can, like, rip Jay apart, right? What makes you think Jay could be playing by then? <laughs> Y'all paid a man $10 million. No, I'm saying if he plays early... Oh, no. If he's in there early, what makes you think Jay's still around? If then? he's injured, y'all got to roll him out there in a wheelchair and he's going to have to finish the season. You just told me that man refused to play an NFC Championship game with a hangnail. I never said he's going to roll himself out there. Y'all got to roll him out there and get him. To f- y'all pay this dude $10 million. Y'all know, know he his first five passes will probably be interceptions. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> this could be so good. This could be so good. Who, who y'all playing week one? I don't know. I don't even know if it matters. I don't care. I want out. I want to not care about them anymore. I want to be done with this. Not getting Kaepernick was the last straw. Like, I don't understand. When uh, the quarterback went down, I thought immediately, well, this is Cap's chance. Y'all probably he, he probably won't fit the team perfectly, but it'll give him a chance to get back. Dolphins ain't going nowhere. Get him on a blog. Get him in there. Let him, let him get on the field. What's the number of quarterbacks you think have to get hurt for Kaepernick to get a job? It depends on the team. I think 15 quarterbacks have to get hurt. Mm. If half of the starting quarterbacks in the league... Are, what if they... This would be an extreme show of solidarity, right? What if all of them start taking knees? I don't think they'll still sign Colin. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm done with this. I'm too depressed. I'm not going to watch any of preseason football because I don't care about it. I don't think there's a way to play football at half speed. It doesn't matter. At the rate it's going, I think Terrell Pryor will get moved back to quarterback. Probably. And he'll start before Colin gets to But job. he's also black, though. So yeah, take but that still, into consideration. Still, they'll probably re-sign Michael Vick. And at any point, one of these black people may not want you to shoot other black people. You know how they feel about that. Mm. They're very touchy about that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not into fantasy football. I'm not into the preseason. I'm just lamenting this entire thing. And I just want to get to late January so we can see who the Patriots are going to play. That's it. Probably the Cowboys. Are we done with this? Yeah, it's good with me. I just, I'm looking forward to Jay Cutler being Jay Cutler. God damn you, Cotto. This has been 
10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is Long Range Two Pointers. We will bring you. This recaps. is not Long Range Two uh, Two Pointers. Okay, this is not Long Range Two Pointers. This is read up shit. Okay, wait. Is the is the is the CT? Is the CT? Stop. Stop. They pay him ten million dollars. <laughs> I hate you. I hate the Patriots. I hate football. I don't want to do this podcast the entire season. Million dollars. They pay that man. Wow.